0: Welcome back to DC Cinematic Minute, the previously daily, now weekly podcast where we analyze Wonder Woman uh, five minutes by five minutes. Because, um, you know, we're changing it up, guys. Come on. This is, we did it. You got to keep up. This is the fourth week. We're not going to explain it anymore. My name is Nathan. <laughs> you
1: can find me on all social media at NoClutchNate. And my name is Mark. You can find me on all social media at Mark Meadows.
2: And I'm Tierney Steele. You can find me on most social media. I assume all, but I shouldn't say that because I'm old and I don't know all the social media. At One Steel Sister, and I'm just gonna assume you guys wanted to make a Buffy reference and do the five by five thing as many times as possible, right? <laughs> <Five> <laughs> we'll five. just go with it. <laughs>
0: Was there? Wasn't there? Wasn't there uh, like a dude named Spike, and he had like bleach blonde spike hair and that? In that. Show?
2: Uh, the hair wasn't spiked, but everything else you said, absolutely yes. Played by uh, James. Yeah, yeah, Marsters. bleached blonde hair. Yeah.
0: All right, cool. All right, cool. So I got the, the. Someone I was working at the shop one time, and someone um like really wanted a uh, spike. Uh, Funko Pop. <laughs> And just drove me crazy, uh, you know. Asking about doesn't matter. That's the only, that's my that's extent of Buffy. The point um, is that we today, have represented yeah. for
2: Johnny's absence.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, perfect. So we're good. We're solid. Um, uh, today we're talking about minutes uh, uh, sixteen through twenty of Wonder Woman, and the minutes these this group this chunk starts out with uh, Diana. Um, gazing at her hands, uh, in confusion as to what just happened, and the minute's going to end uh, with a massive battle on the beaches of the Mascara. Yeah, huge
1: beach battle in this one, or it's started this beach this week, and then I think the next two weeks after this is still this this beach battle. So this is a uh, beach battle first big uh, action sequence, but um. Uh, Tierney, thank you for uh, being our. Uh, we've been we've been calling it our Wonder Woman of the week hey. as we get our guests here to talk about uh, Wonder Woman. And before we get into these minutes, I uh, just wanted to get your snapshot take on the film. Um, how, you know, if, if you've seen it before, if maybe you know you've been busy or you keep up with superhero films, some people write them off, but just wanted to get your your take on it.
2: Uh, in general, I see. I think I've seen all no, not all, but most. Same as same as with the social media. Generally, in the big picture, I see all the superhero movies, but there are a few I've missed here and there. Wonder Woman will not be one of them. I <laughs> yeah. love this movie. I actually was first on the podcast, the Cosmic Geppetto Podcast. Because Mm -hmm, Brad mm -hmm. and Jarf wanted a panel of all women to talk about the trailer for the Wonder Woman movie coming out. And it literally was me, I think it was four of us, who had never talked to each other before, getting on the mic and just saying like... And we're all like, I'm cautiously optimistic that maybe this won't be terrible. (laughs) Because... You can't trust a superhero trailer for the quality of the movie that ensues. And um, I really liked it. I think we all, in general, liked it. And then there there was one person who had a couple moments where she was like, all right, but really... Like, it was fine, but not my favorite. I loved it. Mm -hmm. I also was a military history major in college, so... When they were like, it's Wonder Woman and World War... I'm like, yes, this is perfect. (laughs) So I generally liked it. I really like this interpretation of Wonder Woman. Um, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Superhero movies will never be my favorite films just because, you know, the cinematic world is so huge and I tend to like other things better. But I think... It's funny, I was just talking about like, oh, I guess if I had to pick a favorite Marvel movie, like I really liked the Captain Marvel movie. I really liked the Wonder Woman movie. I am that target audience.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, and it's it's one of those things where like, um, th- what this film did with like saying, hey, you know, because especially in today's today's week of minutes, we're actually going to be talking a little bit about World War One, And that was like, now there are those movies and documentaries that are out and about and and people are talking about.
2: I think this was one of the first ones.
1: Yeah. And this was, yeah, this was like one of those ones that you're like, oh, but yeah, it's it's set in the past and it's set during a a world war, but it's not another World War II film. And even then it's like, it's interesting that this superhero is in the middle of one of those wars anyways. And it's just... It's an interesting setting to go along with the fact that it's also a female superhero film. It just has like, it's like two, two wins. Like, I don't know how else to say it, but it's like, I don't know. It's a win-win situation. <laughs> it
2: really is. It, I, when they first put out the synopsis, because I liked her character fine as part mm-hmm. of the group, like, I you know, I thought she did a good job with it. I didn't really know the character of Wonder Woman that well. I didn't start watching the I went back and rewatched the TV show, um, when we got the DC streaming out, but I mean this movie's just old enough that it predated that. And so but they were saying the synopsis and I'm like, ah, and Captain Kirk will be playing the boy. Good job, world. Yeah. <laughs> I just did like the little evil clap with my like just the fingertips of my hands where I'm like yes I will consume this please and thank you yeah
1: that was especially um, like for a lot of people it was like oh and and uh, uh, um, Chris Pine I had to go through all the Chris actors yep. in my head for the right last name <laughs> Uh, Chris Pine is playing Steve Trevor, and it was like, oh, yeah, oh, that's even, no one asked for that, but absolutely, uh, come on board. Uh, and so, yeah, we're actually going to be talking about him quite a bit today. Um, and, and like, just as this uh, group of minutes starts, that's how it's going to, It's he's going to enter in right away.
2: Oh, I wanted to ask, and you guys would know better than me, is this the first instance of the Wonder Woman theme that we get? Like the the. I can hear my musician sister like yelling at me. What like it the is? The motif but when she's looking at her hands. Yes, yes, and the, and it it changes for just a few seconds into what will become, the Wonder Woman theme, right? Yeah, it were, or motif or whatever we're calling it in the it. film.
1: Like <laughs> at like as the story is going, like it it is the first time you're kind of hearing it. Um, but they did play it during the title cards. It was like one of those things. It was like Warner Brothers, yeah, the like DC the thing. And it was playing like, oh, you remember that uh, electric cello from like the last film? Well, you know, this is the theme playing again. And so you kind of get that motif. And then you really don't hear like the Hans Zimmer piece that he did until we get to the actual No Man's Land scene. And then, you, but yeah, this is, you hear like a little bit yeah. of that.
2: I really liked I really liked it because it was a little bit where it's like uh eh, eh, she's going to be Wonder Woman but she's not quite yet yeah. just that little yeah, bit. Yeah and, and
1: and that's it's uh it's really good you brought that up because that 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 idea of like oh she's not Wonder Woman yet but she's getting there is kind of like how this uh this week starts because Wonder Woman you know she's here in like she's isolated herself from the rest of the Amazons because she basically hurt her aunt in training and she's kind of like down on herself right now. But as this weird thing comes out of the sky and and crashes, um, I wrote down here, it's like Diana's decision to, to jump after this, uh, this plane crash. Um, She doesn't know what it is. She doesn't have no idea what's going on, but she still jumps in after that. And, And, and yeah, we know that's what should happen to progress the story, but I, I thought it was interesting that she even chooses to do that because the other Amazons, if if it were anyone else and they saw this, I don't think anyone's ever thinking like, oh, I need to jump off this cliff right now. Like no one's ever gonna ever yeah. have that even like consider yeah. it. It wouldn't, another Amazon wouldn't, I, I
0: I don't think another Amazon would, they would be more cautious to the fact and probably, you know, send a scout or tell the queen you know yeah i
2: I picture anyone else being like i gotta go find someone else and see if they Mm -hmm. know what that was and i i really like that you see her think about it where she's like what am i gonna do and she's like i'm diana i'm gonna jump off the cliff and see what it is
0: yeah it looks like i like uh, it's fun thinking like when she's gazing at it landing and like it does the uh you know round roundabout Mm -hmm. shot on her Mm -hmm. that seems like a um Seems like a distance gauge for her. Like, okay, I need to like run, dive, and I'll oh. get there. Like, figure out, you know, what point I'm gonna land at. You know, this this kind of thing. It looked like it was like a mm. like she was like yeah planning in that instead of instead of just like looking at in awe. It looked like she was determined and uh, like okay, I gotta yeah. get there. Yeah,
1: like instead of go thinking if she should jump, it's more like I'm thinking how yeah. I should jump. It wasn't like a <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah, it wasn't like a look behind me, is anybody else seeing this, like, oh, should I go tell my mom, should I do this? And no, it was just straight determination. Um, <laughs> I kind of want to bring up something to this point. Um, the the choice uh, of going after um, the plane and Steve Trevor um, and not telling Queen Hippolyta, um, is it? Partially due to the fact that she is the daughter of the queen. I mean if it was anybody else, they'd be like, Oh, hierarchy, I gotta I gotta, you know, tell somebody or I mean it kinda always seems like um you know, like the, the children of royalty in like these kind of societies are always running around doing whatever they want and not answering to nobody, you know. Hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I yeah. get what you're saying. Not saying that it's taking away from her wanting to go after, you know, this distressed thing. That's that's 100% there. I was just, you know, saying, like, it's a common thing that you do see in, you know, that type of society stories where, you know, the children is usually running around. And it's like, oh, my mom's a queen. Oh, my dad's a king. I can do whatever I, I- want. And then they, uh, the, you know, no, no, like, no, I what? think
1: you're, I think you're onto something because again, we are, we are dealing with a, 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 naive version of Diana who longs to be that, that warrior warrior hero that she sees in Antiope and that she hears about her mother being, you know, like this, these heroes that like overcame like the evils of, of man and whatnot. And even besting gods like Ares, And so, there's still that young Diana who's like, Oh, this is a I have to be a hero now. I see this thing has fallen and crashed and there's a person there. Like, I'm gonna go just do it because I want to be it's, a hero.
0: And and not even that, it's just the thing to do. I mean, yeah it's it's weird to put the 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 hero label on it but you know it kind of just goes with it because it's a comic book
2: character well and it's it's even if it weren't a hero situation this is an emergency situation yeah and one thing that i was thinking as you were talking because at first i was like what are you talking about like yeah i know that happens to a lot of characters in her situation but that's not her and i realized actually some of that probably is happening unconsciously and perhaps Diana has a whole bunch of privilege that she doesn't realize. <laughs> um, that whole idea of like you know check your privilege, where she, uh, even though she is not thinking about it, on some level she knows she can do this and she's not going to get in trouble for it.
0: Yeah. Sure, her instead, mom I means mean like, she's
2: going to be okay. And instead yeah. of someone who isn't in that situation, who would be like, oh God, I got to go tell someone what just happened. But I, you know, like I said, I don't think it's something she thinks about. And that's what makes the difference between like the bratty spoiled kid. Who's like, well, I can do whatever I want. You won't yell at me Mm -hmm. because my mom's queen as opposed to, oh, I'm queen. I can do this. Like she doesn't, she doesn't even think that, but on some level she has to know, like just because of how she grew up, like, oh yeah, it'll be okay. Yeah. (laughs) How far do I have to jump? Okay. (laughs) Okay.
0: Yeah, there's, there's a character theme for her this entire movie where, um, I mean, in the beginning, the first dialogue is, you know, she was, loved everybody and she wanted to help and then she turned her back on, what is that, in, was that in Dawn of Justice? Maybe it was in Dawn of Justice. The apex of Wonder Woman up until <laughs> Justice League, we got that she was, she didn't want to deal with humans or, you know, man, whatever. Mm. Um which is obviously the complete opposite in this movie, but, I mean, when she was eight years old, she went headfirst off that cliff. Same thing. I mean, mm-hmm. like, it's like the, the the idea of caution does not exist to Diana Prince. Yeah. And I don't even think... I mean, that's a good thing, um, especially for Wonder Woman. Um, it, it, the fact that it is the character that is always going headfirst into danger, I mean, it's it's right there. Um it, that, that's just you know the top of the resume for these the the trinity if not a, every hero um, that we can call on
1: yeah it's important for these superhero films what they talk about now and what they what has been not discussed before but now in this age of superhero films um, and now comic books start to do that as well um, or comic books have, have been doing it, and now the superhero films are catching up, is, is the idea that these superheroes can, can do the actions that we expect from them, but now we have these conversations of consequences. And this, I'm glad we're talking about it now, because this Diana, in these, this five minutes, will, for the first time, see that those actions have consequences. Um, and even though it may not be someone that we know as a familiar character for, at this point, 20 minutes in but just a random amazon could die and it's because diana has involved herself in in something and and throughout this movie we'll see that that her actions have consequences and um she's learning from it the hard way in a sense
2: although i do take a little umbrage because i think maybe not exactly as it happens but this would have happened even if diana hadn't intervened because this is the worst barrier that's ever been <laughs> set up by a god. Yeah. <laughs> like, so he made fog. Good job. You invented San Francisco. What the heck? Yeah.
0: Is there, do they, I can't remember if if they explain why they were so easily able to break the barrier. Is it because, uh, I don't know, man's hate is so great that magic can't do anything so or, or, or Ares is
2: my understanding, which could be totally wrong, so if you have disputing, is that the barrier actually is just this magical hiding property, and maybe up until this point, because early 19th century, fog was enough to deter anyone from keeping going towards it. You know, the... the um, I don't want to say humanity hadn't advanced, but you know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's it's like, okay, the ocean was big enough, the world was big enough, that they weren't encroached on and anyone who came nearby was kind of shunted off by the barrier How, how, it.
0: how? That's my question. No, they like, just what, what how were they
2: They're like, Oh, I don't need to go towards that part that's foggy and bad weather when there's good weather over there. I should go that way. Like you wouldn't sail okay, into so danger. It was already,
0: yeah. Okay, so it was predetermined on the maps where maybe Hippolyta was like, "Hey, uh, do us a favor on your maps. Literally, all the maps you're making, put monsters be here where we're hanging because yeah, we draw don't, this we dragon. We isn't don't it here. the Bermuda Triangle <laughs> yeah, draw, draw,
2: Or is that just on <laughs> the show? Like, what is it? The Bermuda Triangle area? Uh, I
0: don't thing? know where. I'm. I don't. We there's where I'm pretty sure we can pinpoint where Th- Themyscira is on a map. Um, by because we were talking last week about the. Assyrian Empire and oh. the architecture of Demescara and how it draws from a Grecian and Assyrian and um, okay. uh, Middle Eastern and everything It makes like no so sense for it that, to be
2: in yeah, South America. I just, for some reason, I had it in my head that it was near the Bermuda Triangle, and it was kind of no, one of those areas where, like, everyone more, knows to avoid more, that area.
0: <laughs> yeah, more um, Mediterranean Dead mm-hmm. Sea or something like that. Um, I guess Medi- maybe Mediterranean... I don't know i always pictured it just being like somewhere uh in between uh, what were the greece grecian islands yeah
1: whatever they were and then um and it also doesn't help that like their filming locations are on the italian beaches and so you're like with the with the idea of these italian beaches you're like uh, I guess it could be a little bit south from there, um, and like you start thinking, does it make it feel more, does it make it feel more uh, World War One ish though?
0: What the Ita-
1: the Italian beaches?
0: The scent, yeah. The the actual practical location of, of the beaches.
1: Yeah, because they really fought for this. They said it was, uh, um, it was it was starting to get a little bit difficult because they they through all the storyboards and stuff. Basically, what happens in, at the end of this five minutes, like maybe the last. Two minutes, minute and a half is pre- pretty much from storyboard to film with like almost effortlessly is how it seems um, because mm-hmm. they really wanted it to, to play out this way. The way that the Amazons attack from the, the cliffs, they jump down, the Germans are fighting them on the beach. And then the next two weeks that we talk about, it really does play exactly like how Patty Jenkins wanted, to, wanted it to play out. And yeah. to, to make that happen was, like, forcing a puzzle to come together. So, hmm. like, what we get to experience is, like, miraculously, like, like, it needs some acclaim to it. Because having what looks like maybe 30 people playing, like, 300 people on a beach and horses and germans shooting mm-hmm. amazons like all this stuff happening is it's like return of the king level yeah on on, a, on an italian beach you know like so on a return of the king on a, but on an italian beach <laughs> yeah. and amazons exactly and they're better
0: and everything else is better so <laughs> it's yeah
2: absolutely it's it's a gorgeous gorgeous fight scene when we uh one of my favorite things was Steve Trevor being like, "They have guns, right?" Like, it's like, ah, oh, welcome to the World War One metaphor, ladies yeah. and gentlemen.
0: Um, <laughs> yeah, um, which is a kind of fun thing to point out because Mark, we had this conversation—I don't know, a, a year ago or whatever—when we were we were watching Larry in the Sands and um, um, what's his name, Alec Guinness was. Uh, 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 when they first introduced him and it was the planes mm-hmm. that were bombing them in the canyons and they were just on horses running with swords. It's like, what do you, you can't do it. They're literally a century ahead of you. Like this isn't, and that was a big problem. Dang. Call Mike. Um, talk about world war. <laughs> yeah. One but this is exactly what's <laughs> happening uh, on, on the beaches mm-hmm. and with these Amazons. I mean, yeah, they're guns seen, like, and they're and, and they're Yeah. They're projectiles with arrows, but this is like,
2: yeah, the, the flaming arrows, like, Uh, They're holding their own. They're fighting very well. Like they are an effective fighting unit.
0: Absolutely. And I really wish we
2: saw the the um, woman who's swinging across. She gets off a shot before she is shot, and I really wish we saw that that landed. Like I know it would have been an extra B, and it's total just fan service at that point. But the fact that like, you know, she got her guy right. Like there is no way she missed. But. I do kind of wish we had, even if it was on like the side of the frame, I was looking for it the second time I watched through these minutes and I didn't see it. And I was like, oh man. I mean, I realize it's more thematically important that we see that she, like, Mm -hmm. (laughs) but I would have, I would have really liked that tiny bit of payoff of showing like, oh no, they are amazing. It's just guns. Yeah, (laughs) Like there's only so much you can do. When people are shooting at you. Yeah,
1: and I was I was watching, I was thinking about it like, okay, so they're on the cliff, they have the high ground, we know how that works, we've seen Star Wars, but it's like <laughs> they're, sh- they're shooting their arrows from up there, they don't need to come down like that with the ropes on the on the wall, but they do it anyways. I think and I'm like, mm-hmm. so they must now, be very, like, they know what they're doing. I, I don't know what they're doing, yeah. but they know, and they know that they can get <laughs> while swinging like that.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's one thing. I think the the swinging group uh of um marksman archers uh are like, you know, obviously trained in that like walk yeah wall combat. That's a special is, move. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's awesome. But
2: they've been training their whole lives for this yeah. one move.
0: <laughs> but Mark, you're right, with um the whole like and that's a foreign concept to me, guys. Uh, news alert! I don't know anything about military strategy, so like ground war tactics, uh, I don't, I don't know anything. So like, Mark, you're right. It's like, hey, you guys have the high ground. Um, stay there. Throw something. Like, I don't, I don't know. Go That's, get. I'm
2: trying to think. Like, what would they have that would uh, repel I don't know. these guys from the beach?
0: Apparently, they have a god killer. I mean, like, what <laughs> happened before? Uh, s- I don't know. Do they have like an Achilles type person? No, because Diana's the demigod. Um and they're not and, and I mean, like, yeah. obviously Diana is she is supposed to do it and take out everybody and save Themyscira. But yeah. obviously she Hippolyta didn't allow her. So like I think it's like, Oh, oh, this is what ha- this is what you said. It's like Hippolyta <laughs> and um Antiope looking and screaming at each other on horseback, like on the other side of the ridge.
1: Yeah, I told you. I think
2: I really like Hippolyta's face sword
1: I think um, when
2: she um, when she sees the boat come through. There's a shot of Hippolyta looking out at the sea at mm-hmm. the guy's landing. That is just oh, heart wrenching. It's so well. It's so good. Yeah,
1: I absolutely love. I I just I love Connie Nielsen's delivery of like. Where she's like, get away from her now. And it's like, there's, there's, like, we talked about it last week, I think, but it was like, she has a way of making this queen seem not only just like a commanding queen. And, you know, we've seen a lot of queens in, in fantasy and high fantasy. And it's like, yes, you can be a commanding queen and be like scary, but she's also like this mm. just very worried mother. And, and she has such a great yes. range of, of, uh, portraying this character that's not just like a static like oh you know she's wonder woman's mother like she does it in a way that i've seen it's it's better done here than i've seen in other wonder woman uh, origin stories because it's not just stoic uh wonder woman mother so
2: and i just i love it because i love that her first thing is get away from her and i'm like that is so not who you need to be worried yeah. about <laughs> Yeah. This is the post, although I, um, as, uh, as a girl, I did very much appreciate, before this whole battle starts, the sh- uh, shout-out to the blatant Little Mermaid moment that they have on the piece. Yeah. <laughs> like, it is almost shot for shot, the uh, animated Disney Little Mermaid, when she pulls Prince Eric out of the water, and he comes mm-hmm. to and is staring up at her, I'm like, yep. That feels right in my little heart. <laughs> yeah,
1: I mean, that could end with just like a a logo for like See Italy Italy like at the beaches and it would be like that's an ad right there. You can cut that right there and I'm sold. Like yeah. I, know, I I want to go Hashtag I want to check out an Italian beach yeah. just to be like, oh, you know like people go to Tunisia and see Star Wars stuff and I'm like, I want to go here and be like, yeah, this yeah. is where they filmed Wonder Woman. Look how beautiful it is. Like I want to spend a spend a weekend over here.
2: Yeah, I'm very curious. I I've, I have never been to Italy and I had always heard that, oh, a lot of their beaches are pebbles instead mm-hmm. of sand. But this is sand. Right, we got to find this one. Yeah. <laughs> Let's make it happen. But yeah, I really like their little first interaction. I think it sets it up well for these two characters.
1: Yeah, I, I think it. Um, it I th- it's one of the
0: best introductions to two characters I have ever seen on screen. And I actually felt the love uh, emanating uh, from the real when I was in the theater.
2: Oh, mm-hmm. but I love because it's not like he says, so. you know, when he's like, don't I look like one? You can read it as flirty, but it's not, you know, like it's just his instinct. Like, that's just how they interact. And they just immediately like there's chemistry between them yeah. that doesn't. That is romantic, but doesn't have to be like it's not just ah, oh, I'm a hot guy, you're a hot girl, let's be hot together. Like they have so much more of a connection than that.
0: I I, I honestly have never seen um, to be honest with you, I mean like the Wonder Woman, Steve Trevor, Wonder Woman, Bruce Wayne, and really anybody, or it's just like a, a juvenile relationship in a sense. Mm-hmm. Um, if it's like. <laughs> If it's written down, I feel like it's supposed to mean something. Mm -hmm. So, like, the two characters of Steve Trevor and Diana Prince meeting for the first time, that, like, in my brain, that is set in stone as one of the most sedimentary love stories that I know. (laughs) Like, that is just like, oh, that's, you know... Mm-hmm. weird to say but like th- just those two characters that's like the notebook style like in my opinion like it's that's to me i can compare it to that it's like yes yeah, steve trevor and wonder woman that's not so much as just like a love at first sight but two characters that just instantly uh click mm-hmm. in a way yeah. um and they, i mean they are their partners they work together and it's also you know the tragedy I- involved in it is you know um Prone to tragedy stories as well. Are you, so you like going to start
2: crying because it's only minute sixteen?
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah. You got to pace yourself. You got a lot of movie ahead of you. <laughs> yeah. Oh
0: yeah. Most of the time, Absolutely.
1: I am not um, a fan of their relationship, or even like I guess the way that Steve Trevor is uh, formulated in whatever Wonder Woman story is being told. But this is one that I'll never be against. Like this. This version of Steve Trevor and Wonder Woman, I'm like, it breaks my heart every time by yeah. the movie, and it's like, but most of the time I'm like, okay, so if I'm watching any other Wonder Woman origin story or reading it, I'm like, you know, he doesn't have to be here. We can, you know, it could just be Wonder Woman, and you know, it.
2: I only have the TV show to compare it yeah. to, because <laughs> the only other, the only Wonder Woman comics I've read are the New Fifty Two. And Steve mm-hmm. Trevor wasn't in them, so I yeah. think he's mentioned it like as an. But yeah, uh, compared to the TV show, yes, yes, I will take this Steve Trevor any day of the week and twice on Sunday.
1: Yeah, yeah. Sometimes it's like he either he's either there, and it's like the kind of guy that I'm like, why would she even be interested in this guy? And then sometimes he's like, he's in the universe, but he's like a liaison for the Justice League itself, and so. It's only through like association that they know each other and and then uh, then you have flashpoint where she, she just kills him uh, for trespassing. so you have that and then so but this is the only one where I'm like Chris Pine Sh- Steve Trevor is my favorite Steve Trevor. I don't know if they could they yeah. could even top it after this. And it's
2: funny because I don't have strong feelings about Chris Pine. I know having uh, having again strong opinions on the Chris'es these days is all the rage and I'm just kind of like he's fine but I really liked him in this role. Like He felt like a very real character where when he said things that annoyed you, you're like, well, yeah, because what he just said was annoying and he's going to get his comeuppance to worry about it.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Um, I I think something I I guess we'll, we'll notice and because he's like a spy and all that is he does somewhat subvert like the male expectation of like, what a what the male character is because it's not his movie this is this is her movie. This is her love interest.
2: Mm-hmm. I just thought of something that i I thought when I was watching the minutes when he first is going down, I really like that you see like he's struggling to get out. i I couldn't tell what it was that was trapping him in the plane that she like throws off to the side, but it's
0: like his stick just yeah it gets stuck maybe it got stuck on the seat belt or something
2: whatever it is you can see he's struggling with it he's like taking stock of the situation he's struggling with that and then as he realizes he's about to go under you see him take that huge breath so he can hold his breath and keep working at it and i really liked that little bit because it's not just oh the girl saves the boy way to subvert expectations like he you know, he was just in a bad situation. He was stuck. He mm-hmm. wasn't a damsel in distress. Just gender swapped. Mm-hmm. Like, like you said, they're partners in a way that you don't always get with love mm-hmm. interests. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah exactly. Um, some of the some of the better. I think it was in New Fifty Two where Steve Trevor was present day, alive. He was working. I don't know what was he working. Wasn't he in Task Force? Yes. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> Wasn't he doing the Suicide Squad run in that? He was, He, part of that he was. Something? His or, job um, was uh, li- di- uh, liaison, but he was liaison at some point. But uh, Diana was also a diplomat, and they would. Wasn't there a thing where they like crossed? But it was like, hey, how you doing? And it was more like we had a thing. Mm-hmm. We're professional, um, and then you know this Kal dude showed up saving an airplane, and I you know yeah. that was a weird turn it was fine but it was weird yeah. anyway i didn't get that um, far
2: obviously <laughs>
0: yeah um uh i do one of i think it is my favorite shot of this movie and that is diana standing on the tail of the plane oh, as he's so looking cool. up and it's the sun and i mean it's 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 uh, it's this being that is there to save him it's just like an ambiguous like i mean in, in his eyes it's an angel i mean yeah. and then when he opens his eyes after catching his breath on the beach uh, mm-hmm. it's yeah he's right it's an angel that saved him <laughs> and i don't like i don't know if i maybe is there a well, better word for it a, but it's just that metaphor no, no you're, I guess, you're absolutely right
1: uh, that way maybe it's that way of storytelling the, uh, as well yeah there we go the it's musical a way of arrangement during this five minutes is, is it's titled angel on the wing so it's yeah. You you absolutely Whoa, getting it. Oh, I didn't know that. Um I guess um set aside religion. Yeah. Uh, well, uh I guess some some notes about it um about this plane of his that he he steals. It's called a um mm-hmm. uh Nate, you might know these German words better than I do, but it's a single-winged German Foker? Fokker F O K K E R E3. Uh,
2: pretty sure it's Fokker.
1: Oh, as, yeah. in the- <laughs> as in
2: meet the as in
1: meet the fuckers i've seen the movie <laughs> um hey 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 it's a it's a family show guys <laughs> it's pg-13 we get the one fucker anyway,
0: um fucker yeah,
2: <laughs> Except we've yeah. Like
0: eight um it, <laughs> is it was it that was like the little like those were like the vinyl planes or whatever or like they were made out of like um i don't know what the what the heck they were made out of but not much. Obviously, you yeah, really easy. Yeah,
1: yeah. I mean, paper made out of or <laughs> fabric or <laughs> something paper mache like that. planes, it's
2: like <laughs> linen and a few uh, bed slats that they hey, you
1: know, together. Germany really suffered financially yeah. after this war, so they were they were struggling. They were chewing up paper and plastering it onto the, onto the planes at this point. Um, but it's oh, nicknamed uh, Eindecker, which means one wing. Obviously, I know that much um Mm -hmm. but yeah they made they made four of these for the film um they made one like full scale one for like the beauty shots all the things that like when it's not going to be
0: yeah where it's parked and where yeah yeah where he runs up so they made one
1: very nice one and then they made three other ones um that they could like break apart like the tail can break off they can shoot at it and stuff like that so they made four of them which Mm is i thought it was pretty cool um Hey, hey, hey spielberg uh
0: take <laughs> notes one shark what are you a hack one shark
1: get out of yes, here
2: that famous hack steven spielberg
1: <laughs> yeah Have you seen ready player one um <laughs> but uh yeah and then fun. um her
2: shots fired on wonder woman <laughs> one minute.
1: um and then I, I guess the other cool thing was the um, for Diana to dive in after him. You have like that iconic shot of her diving from the cliff like into the water. Um, is like they said 100% CGI. Um, like they put her in some sort of volume stage. that has like a bunch of cameras and stuff. And they like photo scan Gal Gadot like into like a 3D model. And then they have this. They have her like jump. Obviously they'll have Gal Gadot jump on like a green pillow and then from there they digitally insert like the 3d model to do like this full cliff dive and like the cliff itself is not an italian beach it's it's cgi rendered and then the ocean itself is a full 3d environment so it's like you kind of sometimes we're a little too harsh on cgi being like oh it's noticeable you can tell that that diana's falling is a cgi model but like sometimes we don't question like the rocks and like the mountains and And, like, even, like, the coral reef or whatever is CGI. And it's, like, sometimes Mm -hmm. those deserve a little bit more credit. Be like, wow, this is all CG? I mean, it's it's beautiful still. You think you're still in Italy. Yeah. Yeah.
2: And it's moving and it's fast. I think the bad CGI irritates me the most when it's uh, lingering. Yeah. See the Star Wars prequels for (laughs) some of my problems with that. Yeah,
1: absolutely. Sometimes it's, like, if it's there for too much you're
2: it's like look at this cool thing we can do and i'm like nope no, nope, please stop please stop don't yeah
1: do it's like yo you you proved it yeah we got it <laughs> <laughs> um but then yeah so um let's see here the germans come in they they go through the cloud bubble thing with no problem um but something i noticed that was weird was the the ship the giant ship the big one that comes through um mm-hmm. I don't know what's going on with it, but it looks like it's tilting. I'm pulling it up right here.
2: Yes! Oh my god. Okay, so I am not the only one who thought it looked weird. When they show like them all coming through, it looks like it's sinking, right? Uh
0: maybe it is. All right, ship. We don't I don't know what your whole deal you got going on over there is, but Yeah, come on. It, get your get your it, act together. You're in a movie. <laughs> this is a this guys this is a big Hollywood production. You cannot be sinking. I will not
1: have you ruining my movie. I need you to get your boat fixed.
2: (laughs) Can I? Can I bring it back to our hack? (laughs) One of my favorite things I've ever seen um, was the the behind-the-scenes on *Writers of the Lost Ark*, and it's Steven Spielberg holding up a snake, and he's like, "You're supposed to be afraid of fire, but you're going towards the fire. You're ruining my movie." (laughs) And he's like shaking a snake on the set. because apparently, all the snakes kept going, like, slithering up to the torches. Like, ooh, yay, warm. Oh,
1: yeah. They'd be like, oh, I'm cold. Give me that warmth. And they'd be like, uh, no, I'm cold
2: blooded. This is great. And it's written that they're avoiding the torches. And so there's this great behind the scenes of Steven Spielberg giving the snake direction and being like, you're ruining the movie. <laughs> That's
1: awesome. I, it's, it's just things like that where it's like, I don't know, get, get, it, get it straightened out. But yeah, this- What ship are you, where, where are you? Give go me a timer. Three, 344, time. a big, three, three. It's like right.
2: when they first come through, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, totally looks is what like I'm looking sinking. at.
1: And then um, I think later, like just a few seconds further, I wanna say like four minutes in, when they shoot the arrows, you can see this, this thing is almost at a 45 degree angle. Yeah, it's sinking. It's definitely yeah. sinking because they show... It's when
0: Hippolyta's view of it, when she looks out to the ships, that thing is boat, going down. But is that down. because yeah. of... Uh, the, did we miss something in the story? <laughs> yeah, 352, that ship is... And I mean, it's it, it, it's all the life... Well, they were already out there. The so. boat
1: looked fine yeah. before they yeah, got ship through is the just bubble. Going down And then once they got through, now the ship seems to be having a problem.
0: Then maybe there's like a metal thing. You can only have like Hephaestus metal, but the guns... I don't know. It's,
2: it's a bad barrier.
0: <laughs> yeah, I don't want to hard. Maybe we'll maybe we'll see, we'll hear an explanation. Maybe see Trevor like
1: bombed the we'll thing send you a postcard and he hurt the ship and they were that's why they were on the on their lifeboats to begin with. Oh, oh, I don't hate that, that
2: idea.
0: Yeah, if it was like if he was. Bombing them and, and trying to get away, and they were like, All right, mm-hmm. we're still chasing and, then, him.
2: and that would make sense that it's getting, wor- you know, like, Yeah, yeah, start, you know, because a big ship takes a while to go down. So, unless
0: Iceberg. there's a weird magic thing <laughs> that we can't ice, <laughs> well, well, I mean, Titanic didn't sink in like minutes. I mean, yeah, that was two VHS's, you know, that movie was long, hardcore. A movie that movie is so long, too long. I'm Bill Paxton. Uh, uh, diamond of the sea and this old woman uh leonardo DiCaprio.
1: that's bill paxton ladies and gentlemen thanks yeah. for stopping by that was it thank you for joining us bill paxton <laughs> um something okay it's not i have a criticism but it's not for this film um in particular i have it for most films uh including <laughs> star wars which we've been talking about Uh, of this whole episode, but, um, speaking about the Germans and, and, and the, and they're in the lifeboat, they're chasing Steve Trevor, um, and they're speaking English and it's like this German accent that you hear. Um, I've always had a problem with this. I don't know if you guys agree, but I, I would have preferred it if it was just in German and with subtitles. Um, I think there's a stigma about that. And I wanted to know if you guys, is it, is it weird that they're (laughs) having German accents or is should it just be subtitled and um, people should just accept that there are other languages? I don't know,
0: yeah. That yes, you're absolutely right with that. Um, but then it also falls down to you know the director and everything like that. So, um, I don't care in this movie. Um, I th- and what's what's funny though is what is it? Uh, hmm, Valkyrie. Tom Cruise, Tom Cruise, starts talking in a German accent. No, he starts actually speaking yeah, German, he, it, and then that's like in two, for two sentences, and then it switches yeah. to.
2: No, they do English. the same thing as the Hunt for Red October. He starts in German, and then it like zooms in on his mouth, and as you're looking at that, it switches to English, so that the entire movie isn't subtitled. I I think the one thing, and I only am enraged about it by. Prox- uh, Some rule in algebra, I don't remember. I listened to the podcast Friendly Fire, and they talk about war movies. And they reviewed one that is... uh, Oh, it was Stalingrad. That's easy to remember. Mm -hmm. And the entire point of a character relationship that develops is that one character is speaking Russian, and one character is speaking German, and they can't understand each other. The problem is, the entire movie is subtitled, because they're not speaking English and they literally just use the same color and the hosts were going that's like could they not have just had one color for Russian and one color for German I don't speak either of these languages I don't get like because they would all of a sudden realize like oh the whole point of this conversation is that they don't know what the other one is saying yeah like that's where this Mm -hmm. action is coming from and they're like really you couldn't color code it or something and so I just think it's one of those like you gotta do what you gotta do but yeah i did think that was pretty funny where it's like okay yeah if if a whole thing hinges <laughs> on this it's kind of weird and um with valkyrie i compared it to hunt for red october and i love that effect but like then it gets weird because in the hunt for Red october the russians are speaking in english the whole movie until mm-hmm. they meet the americans and then they switch back to Re- like it's very weird
0: Mm. yeah I mean at least in Valkyrie at least they are all speaking you know uh proper English uh which is I mean I'm gonna be honest with you it's really hard for me to get mad at anything Kenneth Branagh does so like you know if he's a you know give that man any lines of dialogue and it's like yep I I believe it I'm in he's got it yep he's a Nazi (laughs) yep he's
1: a Nazi I see the flags (laughs) I get it
0: the only thing, with, yeah, it was just like, because Tom Cruise, Tom Cruise was still speaking um, American English, right? Mm, and everybody so. else was speaking uh, Queens.
2: Well, but the others were, uh, the other actors I'm thinking of, like, that is their, a- they were British. That wasn't yeah. a choice. Ca- yeah, you know? they was
0: all predominantly British actors. Yeah, because what was the guy's name? Um, Chancellor Valorum. Um, oh. Uh, uh, I just remember because uh, Jamie
2: Mo- Parker Monast was in Blaise. it. <laughs> I Terrence I Stamp.
1: Theater? Boy, that's I, hot. Wow, we did watch Modesty Blaze. Or Blase. Yeah, Terrence Stamp was in remember. Shirtless. So oh, why we saw that Whatever. movie. Whatever, you know French. what, it's a... Um, yeah. But yeah, so uh, the the battle's gonna... The battle starts in this one. The Amazons do their fire arrows and they're doing their grappling rock archery as well. Oh, um, God, it's so cool! It's... it's <laughs> like this is the start of this battle right like this is they were like this is the start of the action piece and
2: do you know how sad i was when the minute when the clip you sent me stopped and i was like because i was literally i was like the flying z and i'm like wait wait where's the rest
1: oh yeah it's like the horses enter in and it's like it and we're like this is the start of it isn't there like and i had to go watch the other minutes like it's one of those things just like, oh, I want to see the rest of the movie now. Because it's like, this is the start of it. And it's already, you've you've got the fire arrows. You've got both Queen Hippolyta and Antiope being badasses. The horses marching in line. The grappling uh, Amazons. There's already so much happening um, in, in, a, in an action piece that's, uh, what is it going to be? About 12 minutes long like it's incredible and um it's, it's you have like these shots of um it almost looks like a war film with the way that these german soldiers are trying to get off the boats and the camera's shaking like it's handheld camera mm-hmm. they're trying to get off the boats they're getting hit with these arrows um you have like these cool shots of the germans firing their weapons and you're like wow this is like we don't give it enough credit as far as a, um, I even want to say not just a superhero film, but like as a war movie, like to see these kind of action shots and I don't know, I I, I feel like it gets uh it gets glossed over a bit because we're I mean this is a war movie I mean yeah it's it's a war yeah, movie it is and I think that
2: it was covered on that podcast I listened to it's a war yeah. movie <laughs> yeah
0: um and you can definitely put it in the category of them. It was like um, take a take a back seat in 1917. Wonder Woman's uh, yeah, coming it's back.
1: like kind of like I, I never I didn't I didn't think I'd make this uh, reference, but I just saw it the other day and that Overlord movie. I was like, oh, I'll give this a shot. It's supposed to be uh, from what I took from it was I thought it was going to be a zombie horror film. It just was set in World War II, kind of like how this Wonder Woman film is a superhero film. It just happens to be set in World War One, but it was like the reverse of that where like Wonder Woman Overlord was like this is a war movie it just happens to have crazy Nazi science as like the centerpiece or something like Castle yeah Wolfenstein it was it pretty much like that thing was so close to being like a Wolfenstein movie or something where like Overlord to me was I was watching a war movie just had some sci-fi elements to it um and that was incredible and so like with this wonder woman it's like you are getting this world war one story um and and Mm -hmm. diana just happens to be in there and like how cool is that like that they were like oh you know the trenches and world war one and fighting in germany and like no man's land okay well imagine if wonder woman was just dropped right in the middle of that and it's like that's that's badass like i'm sold (laughs) i Um, love it so much
0: (laughs) yeah what's i mean is there another comparison that you can do? well, oh, they did Captain America, Captain America. That was the big one. I, I forgot yeah. about but, <laughs> but
2: Captain America yeah. felt like less of a war movie than Wonder Woman.
1: That's the that's um, the, like the yikes part about it is that sometimes you're like, oh yeah, I forgot mm-hmm. Captain America was in a war movie. <laughs> mm-hmm. But you don't forget about this one, and I think that says something.
2: And I like you called it out at the top of the episode how this was one of the first ones I remember when they were like so the Germans so World War Two and people were like nope nope actually the first one and people were like the first one like like Snoopy yeah, on the Halloween special <laughs> like what's going on
1: yeah just like that it's like it's it's um, it was very refreshing um, almost as refreshing as this Italian beach but it's like it, it was like. <laughs> Yeah, but it's like one of those things where it's like, oh, World War One, like, and that to me, as uh, you know, just anyone who's who's seen too many World War Two films, you're like, oh, we get to see this, this, this version of of um, like World War One, and and um, that that was another thing about Steve Trevor's introduction. I believe uh, he's introduced like when he was introduced in the comics, like All Star Comics or whatever. It it is World War Two that this happens in mm-hmm. so they could have easily just been like oh yeah we'll go by the books and you know by the source material they meet during world war Two, and i'm glad that they were like yeah but we'll just do the first war i, I think that
2: yeah but the first war fits the theme yeah they probably were sitting around like well we could do that but what we're saying really fits a lot better with the themes of the earlier mm-hmm. war so yeah. let's just switch it up
0: <laughs> also you probably could have been in like um if you were doing World, you know, if they were doing World War Two, they'd probably be like, "Hey, um, what were you guys doing during World War One?" I? I mean, I, and then would the explanation that's be, a good point. "Man, come on, they were doing their own thing. They didn't want to get into it." It's like, yeah, but okay, so why are you getting into the second one? Yeah, here we go. Yeah. That's a
2: also, not question. that movies don't address this and figure it out all the time, but it's got to be nice to only have to worry about the fact that they're all wearing iron crosses instead of swastikas.
1: Yeah, like I, I mean, purely I mean, from a yeah.
2: PR. Perspective. It's like, aha, yeah. You don't want um, you don't want your introduction just to, to Steve Trevor to be while well, he's wearing a Nazi uniform.
1: Ooh, yeah, that's.
2: Cause think about it. Look yeah, at what he's wearing. You're right. Look at the plane yeah, he was in. I never in. thought about
1: that. That is a that's a nice thing You save. don't
2: want that to be a. Swastika. That's like a, That is not a good way. To that's a great character.
1: producer note to be like, yeah,
0: absolutely. <laughs> um, but I mean, okay, so but hang on, I'll give you, I'll give the production. A leg up on it, they can easily change out the swastika with the whatever golden eagle symbol that they could use on it, which the, what they probably do, or I mean, even a version of like the SS bolts. Um, but the iron cross, I mean, that's just historically, hey, you know, it's not there is no golden eagle, there is no SS bolts. It's, 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 uh,
1: yeah. World and War I think One. World War One is still like, um, there was a lot about it that I think most people don't like in a weird house you don't i'm i was going to say like you don't um
0: cuz i think captain america did it in a way but it was all in dialogue was was the did they say nazi a lot in the dialogue and uh yeah exactly Hitler. yeah 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 it's yeah. exactly in, it's like, yeah. so like that's that's one side you can say but you don't have to like i mean like it's it just seems like leaning too far in one direction to um, paint. Uh, like Captain America. Um,
1: I, I, I know, think so it's I, I, one. I, think I lost my train of thought, and then and that's what I was.
0: Hmm. Yeah, that's okay. That's what I was trying to say. It's too distracting <laughs> for whatever's happening because Captain America. Maybe that was the thing that was in Captain America. Maybe the whole it was World War Two. Captain America f- fighting Nazis and Red Skull. Like. Yeah, there was no swastika, but it was red skull and he was still yeah. fighting Nazis. Uh mm-hmm. that's just like, oh, that's Captain America. But then you say, yeah, but Wonder Woman was fighting, you know, in World War 1. It's like, wait, hang on. Was she? You st- yeah. Really? And it's just like it's more of an eye opener than yeah. just like, yeah.
1: And of this course.
2: film walks that line very
1: well, yeah, I think. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely, because and I think another great thing that this film is going is going to be talking about is it, we're not distracted by what Hitler is doing. And I, I feel like once you mention World War Two, like then you start thinking about Nazis, you start thinking about like, what's Hitler doing right now? Is she going to go punch Hitler in the face? And it's like, it's like, no, that's not the point of why she's mm-hmm. in the war. And sh- the, the point is, is that, you know, she believes it's Aries, but it's really man themselves that are conflicted internally. And, and World War I is the best way to do that in, in a more ambiguous way than saying, oh yeah, you know that Hitler guy? He's the source. And I, I think that's what's so distracting about the Second War. So like if they could take it to World War One, they can still talk about Ludendorff, who is like a real person and he really did um, steer the ship mm-hmm. as far as what German Germany was doing. Um, so you could still have him as a red herring, but you're not distracting it as like, you're not going in there saying, "Okay, Wonder Woman's going to kill Adolf Hitler," and then find out that he's not the source of evil, because then people are going to be like, "Wait a minute, that sounds wrong." Shouldn't she still have killed <laughs> yeah. him? Yeah, <though? laughs> so it's like it's a little bit weird. So they're like, like everything was a green check mark for just being like, "Yeah, please do World War One because mm-hmm. it's, it's such a better <laughs> setting," and this and it's not tied by any strings as far as uh, culture and pop culture and. Uh, pop history I feel like that's a term like
2: and you get this amazing contrast of the Amazons fighting German World War One soldiers with Steve Trevor being like uh don't get me wrong but where where are your bombs please
1: yeah (laughs) exactly um
0: I mean and it's like the same I hate to bring it back to Lawrence of Arabia but it's like kind of the same that was a big Thing yes. during World War One. I, I where would just like
2: to say, I know I'm new, and this is the first time I'm guesting Never apologize for bringing it back to Lawrence of Arabia. That movie yeah, is I, yeah, bonkers, I love amazing. That movie. <laughs> I love that. It's one
0: of my favorite movies. It's it's yep. uh, yeah. I can talk. I'll talk about that. So anyway, <laughs> that was just a big thing, and uh, like. Yes, like, seeing scenes that depict that actual problem that was happening on the field, happening mm-hmm. to these people, to these soldiers, like, to each side, where it's like, whoa, whoa, oh, <laughs> this is war. It is 19-whatever, tw- uh, 12, like, there's th- this thing can fly. Mm-hmm. I got Technology. a horse. Uh, I have arrows. Yeah, it's like, wh- well, get more arrows. What are you going to do with the arrows? I don't know. Put them on fire. Y- yeah, yeah. Uh, I guess. I mean, like, it's just like such a big defining thing. But if you think back, the Amazons were fending off like aliens and everything when the first apocalyptic uh, apocalypse fight was happening. Yeah, they
1: were still dealing with. Um, there were gods involved, yeah. But I mean, sure. Like,
0: did the did the parademons have like? ray guns or were they just like they
1: were fighting they were fighting aliens they're fighting magic and monsters and gods those deserve the technology that they have men were like bottom tier people right they were like oh we're better than men we couldn't save them from themselves so we secluded ourselves from them but then you have man now here on these beaches and like this shot that i want to kind of like talk about lastly is like the shot with the amazon who tries to swoop down in to kind of i guess um it almost looks like she's going to after she's done shooting these germans she will be close to uh, steve trevor and, and diana and assist them because they're unarmed but she gets shot with mm-hmm. a bullet from a from a man like that technology is more advanced than they are And men is supposed to not be an alien or a god or a magical monster. And so that's the surprising part. It's like, yes, they fought tougher battles, but not from man.
2: Yeah. And I love the fact, I I love Diana's reaction to that. I mean, obviously, it's very sad. Love is a weird word for this (laughs) part. But you almost wonder, like, is this the first, this is the first time she's seeing a death in battle this is possibly this the first, first time, time she's seen a seen, bullet. It's first time she's seen a bullet. First, like it is all just hitting her so fast, and I think that really does mm-hmm. help this character because, as you said, at the beginning of these minutes when we first see her, she's not Wonder. You know, we keep talking about her. She's not Wonder Woman at this point. Mm-mm. She barely understands what's going on right
1: now. Yeah.
2: Actually, she doesn't understand a lot of what's going on right now. You know, she instinctively mm-hmm. rescued this guy. I again, mm-hmm. I think they would have come through anyway, and she's just like, "What the hell is happening around me? This is bonkers." Which again, I yeah. think really fits with that World War One analogy quite nicely. Mm-hmm. And uh, and yeah, I'm just really jealous that you guys are going to get to watch more badass fighting. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: What's wild about this this bullet thing that she's actually seeing. You know,
2: maybe that's going to be important to Wonder Woman down the line.
0: (laughs) So like what's wild is that, I mean, knowing obviously this Diana, this this novice Diana doesn't know. But like knowing that she has the ability to just literally lift her wrist (sighs) up Mm -hmm. to stop that bullet as she does every single time after this. It's the, just like yeah. heart wrenching, and she you? understands that, and that's like probably something that she, you know, yeah. <laughs> has to think about when she's uh, blocking bullets with Gauntlet. She's like, yeah, this is, you know, The it's first like, what, bullet what she it? ever uh, saw
1: killed someone.
0: Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah,
2: that's the. So I have been watching the Wonder Woman eighty four trailer, like on what? Well, the music. And then the trailer had yep. very much <laughs> in my head. And uh, the, when you first sent me these minutes, I watched them first before I went back. And I 100% expected her to lift up her arm and be like, oh, this is the first time she does that. And she didn't. I was just like, uh, uh, yeah. she's supposed to save the person. And then I went back and watched from the beginning of the movie. I'm like, ah, yes, I see. This I, makes perfect sense. But there was that moment of like, I as you're watching it and it's slow motion and it looks like and i was like oh yeah she's going to block the bull oh she did not block yep. the bullet yeah oh dear yeah
1: doesn't <laughs> doesn't, understand yeah. It. doesn't know it. and yeah. like Face yeah it's that to that to me is like the beauty that patty jenkins and and everyone who worked on this film and now working on 1984 um just to to like connect this whole kind of universe of like wonder woman and where she comes from it's like it's these moments like this that it's like, oh, I'm glad you established that. Because most people would have overlooked the growth because we're just trying to get to the final product of like, oh, that's, you know, that's Wonder Woman, that's who she is. And it's like, again, with the what we talked about at the beginning of the episode, consequence, it's like she's learning from that so that it never happens again. And that's what being a hero and like an expert at what she is, you know, by the time it's present time, that's that's how you get there instead of already being there. So I think that's, like, so important as far as the storytellers, the writers, the director, everyone working on the film. They're 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 asking the right questions because when we see this final product film, um, it's like Patty Jenkins said, like, I wanted the film to be right. I didn't want it to cater to, like, a list of things that we needed to see. Um, the film needed to be right in all senses of it. And so while she was making the film, she was like, it wasn't like every step of the way I had to make sure it was, it was the right decision. Um, and then I was, I was worried about it being correct as it all came together. But when it did, I, she was like, I can see that it's, it is that it is uh, like overall at the end of the, at the end of the film, it is, it is ethically right. And I think that's what's, what's most important. So, um, well, cool. I guess uh, that's going to wrap it up for today. Um, we're going to have uh, definitely some more, sh- more beach battle next week. Uh, but Tierney, thank you for being our Wonder Woman of the Week here on DC Cinematic Minute. Did you uh, Before we go, did you want to go ahead and promote your shows one more time and let us know where people can find you?
2: Uh, sure. The easiest way to find me is to go to onesteelsister.com, O-N-E-S-T-E-E-L-E-S-I-S-T-E-R. That has links to my four and counting podcasts that I've hosted, as well as my guest appearances, and it also has links to my writing, because I do that as well. Because I don't believe in free time, <laughs> uh, <laughs> but I'm currently r- working on Joe versus the Minute, which mm-hmm. is a movies by minute on Joe versus Volcano, a Tom Hanks Meg Ryan movie that is not what comes to mind for most people when you say Tom Hanks Meg Ryan Mm-mm. movie.
1: No, can't say that. can't say that i've seen it. Joe versus the Volcano, is it what it's called?
2: Yes. It is a very mis well, i can i I don't want to say it's a misleading title because there is a man named Joe, there is the volcano involved, but people are like is it a wrestling movie? I'm like no, no, it's a quirky John Patrick Shanley mm-hmm. rom-com. But with a lot of philosophy, like
1: <laughs> now how uh, now but, how close yeah. is it to the volcano? You seen that? You seen that movie, right? Isn't that Tommy Lee Jones in that one? Who's in that one?
2: Oh God, I don't think I've actually seen that movie, but I know what you're talking about. I can like picture the cover, like at the block yeah <laughs>
1: something about the La Brea tar pits. It's <clears throat> a volcano, and then they get those uh, things on the side of the road to block the lava. It's a it's a wild film. You you have to check it out or don't. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, d- uh, check out dante's yeah. peak instead <laughs> yeah, there you go i
2: i was gonna say dante's peak is the one that i actually saw but yeah uh definitely definitely nice to be on wonder woman yeah
1: absolutely yeah it's <laughs> it's been dante's uh and... it's been a long time coming uh, we had to get through three uh three films to get here um but this was a film we were looking forward to and um so far it's been a it's been a blast and I think ev- like this is one of those films that um, like as you get further on in the film, it's just going to be better and better scenes that you're like, oh, I forgot that this was a moment in this film. And then you're surprised by it and you're like enjoying it. And um, I can't always say that about uh, Suicide Squad, but there, you know, well, you know, that was in the yeah. past. And- <laughs> Although
2: you guys are already past my favorite little moment of the movie, which is the smile she gives the Godkiller as a little oh, girl.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I
2: remember coming home from the theater and, like, trying to find a GIF of that and be like, this is the greatest, like, it just, again, I, I was a military history nerd and I have been most of my life and, like, the little girl being like, i'm
1: gonna use that
2: so like i was like yes it's the cutest little just not like grinning at it it's the cutest little half smile ever i love it yeah
1: there's definitely uh the um, production designer was talking about like how they visited um uh, history museums in in great britain and stuff like that and they were looking at those like we mentioned earlier those assyrian um like artifacts and stuff like that and things that they were like oh this looks very ancient but also kind of mythical in a sense so it's those things I'm like oh man I really would like to go check some of those museums out and see like those kind of ancient artifacts that helped influence like what they're going to be looking at because like she, like I don't know that the whole aesthetic that this mascara has uh is just like so perfect in my opinion so I want to check that stuff out in real life um but cool We're going to go ahead and wrap up for today. If you enjoyed everything you heard, you can find us on all social media at DC Cinematic Minute, uh, at DCEU Minute on all social media. And the Facebook group, the DC Cinematic Minute Listener Society, is where you can join us, other guests who have been on the shows, and other listeners who listen to the show to talk about today's minute or any other minutes that you're catching up on, whether it's Man of Steel, Dawn of Justice, or Suicide Squad Minute. And we'll catch you next week for minutes number 21 through 25 of Wonder Woman.